I have a couple things from them. I think the shirt's too small. Doesn't but look too small. Autumn said right when I walked in. She said you. She goes, shirt's kind of small. Yeah, I can see your belly button. Yeah. <laughs> she said, what, is that supposed to be a crop top? And I said, Autumn, please quit nagging me. Yeah. <clears throat> She's trying to assert uh, power in this. She's our boss. Yeah, I know. And she likes to remind us of that daily. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, uh, I mean, I know today's theme is Chinese. It's uh, it's Asian Dictator Day. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I That was not uh, brought up to me beforehand, but I will take it. Um, I went, speaking of Chinese, I went to uh, a hawker market yesterday. What is which that? Which is like a Singaporean kind of like food court on 50th. Okay. And they had a lot of food that reminded me of uh, the shape of your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of almonds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> almonds. Yeah. Uh, crescent cookies. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Clams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lots of mussels. No, um, it's just like all Singaporean food. You'd love it. It's like I don't even know what Singaporean food is. A lot of it looks like the same as... I, I mean... So it's not just Singaporean food. It's like Thai, Chinese, Malaysian. It's like yeah, yeah. just all kind of different Southeast Asian food. And, and some of it definitely looked Filipino. And I also heard some Josips around oh, there. Oh, okay. You know? So I think, I think it, it was your people. Okay. Yeah. On 50th? 50th and I want to say 7th or 8th. Was it like an outdoor looks, market? No, it looks like one of those like trendy... Um, food court places but it's all legit like not like the food didn't even like appeal to whites oh that's great it was like your style that yeah i hate it when it like they dumb it down when they dumb it down for us for our retarded palates (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) um well uh i prepared today by watching um a documentary what did you watch i watched um adam curtis's can't get you out of my head which is I've seen it before, but I wanted to be refreshed. What is it, what is that about? It's kind of about the creation of the Chinese state post uh, the Cultural Revolution and kind of like the power struggle there and how that informed kind of the modern American state and British. Are we state. talking uh, post Mao? Mao or like pre Mao? Pri- prime time Mao. Yeah, Mao had. Um, We're bringing them in. Yeah, Mal had like a lover, and I don't think they ever were married, and I can't say her name because it's, you know. Probably going to come out racist sounding. Yeah, yeah. It would sound like a- Ding-a-ling, ping <laughs> <laughs> You said it. Uh, <laughs> no, she was like an actress before yes, the Cultural Revolution. that was revolution. his fourth wife. Yeah, but she got really into party politics, mm-hmm. and then she kind of had like more idealistic- uh, hopes for the chinese state and she got pushed out by the party and i don't know what child. so this is where the um the qing dynasty ended i did some research mm-hmm. did what i could qing dynasty ended in, i think in 1912 yeah and then mao came in in 49 hold on one second hey everybody welcome to the known oh, zone yeah. uh this is andy haynes i'm joined by my consummate uh flower blossom lotus What's consummate mean uh regular consistent Mm. Yep. 
I'm a flower bosom. What's your name? All the time. Bossom. <laughs> flower bossom. Flower bosom. <laughs> Wilfred Padua. And um, uh, today we're going to be talking about... Probably a little bit more Mao than one child policy. We're going to talk about China in general, but it might be one child policy focused. And I think it's a good time because everything is pointing towards uh, a new cold and hot war with the Chinese state. Well, they're supposed to be the the super economy, the number one economy in like three years. Yeah, I heard that uh, the oil states, like all the OPEC states, are strongly considering um, changing their base currency, like what they oh, really? anchor it to the Chinese currency. Is it yen? No, that's Japan. Um, I think it's called, it's something with an R. I can look it up. I should. I was look. I've watched like three documentaries yesterday, and I probably overloaded myself with information. I know more about China. I learned more about China in one day than I've ever known my entire life. It's called the Yuan. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I thought. I think that it's also like pronounced. Or, and they also have another one called. This is the one that I couldn't remember. Renminbi. I don't. Never heard of that one. Yeah. Um. So. What did did Adam Curtis talk about? Like, what's that time period between 1912 and 1949? What was happening? I mean, I guess it was a colonial period because the British and... Oh, yeah. I think the British and the French... I, I think the British were the main ones there. Maybe the Dutch and the French were the there Japanese as well. The Japanese were trying to... Japanese were... Hop in. Were, were playing um, fast and loose. Uh-huh. And then... Um, I think Mao comes about in the 30s, and he's kind of like villager uprising kind of yes. shit. Yeah, he came from like nothing, and uh, I don't know much about like the, the like, because it was like, there was a democratic party, like mm-hmm. a democracy party that was trying to- Is that what became Chiang Kai-shek's like Taiwanese people, the nationalist? Yes. Okay. And then that, and then there were there was Mao and his gang of hooligans. the Communist Party. Yeah, Mao won. You give one farmer the Das Kapital, and they're gonna get yeah. on some shit. That's why we got to keep these people dumb. The, well, we can't be translating books. We'll get there. Okay, because uh, they sure did do that. But all I know is that basically China was kind of like warring, kind of sex in post-colonial up until the end of World War Two, and mm-hmm. then Mao's people came in. and The nationalists were backed by the U.S. I know. That's why we still recognize Taiwan. Cause that's, oh, really? Yeah, because that's... But aren't, where, you not, aren't they not supposed to say it or something? Well, that's like the thing is like uh, only I think 13 or 14 countries in the world recognize them. Okay. And uh, I think we're one of them. I think we're the main one. All right, because like I think Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi like stopped over for oh, some yeah. congee. Yeah, went over in in their dashikis. Yeah, they wore their dashikis <laughs> and they did their BLM pose. What if they went over in like uh, like rice hats? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Nancy Pelosi was dressed like a geisha. Yeah. What What's that movie with uh, Ronnie Chang in it? The Marvel. The Le- oh, uh, Shen Chi. Shen, Shen- Yun. Oh no, that's the that's the I think Shen Yun is, Shen the, Yun is the, 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 the dance. <laughs> I think I, I think I am right. Shang Chi, Ronnie. Yeah, I think you're right. It is Shang Chi. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Autumn. 
I didn't watch that movie at all. I'm a bad Asian. Yeah. Did you watch that? No. Yeah. I don't watch a ton of Asian Marvel. Film? Oh, I don't like the Marvel stuff much either. I did see Black Panther, but I saw it with like a WGA like free screening. Oh, wow. And Bragging. I left halfway through. A little bit of a brag. Too much there. too much white violence. You know what I mean? <laughs> so Kevin, we had it bad enough. No. Uh I, w- I went into um the Joe Coy movie because on like a free like perk thing for asians uh yeah because i did a festival and they're like we want all of the comedians to be able to get in and then it ended up being like a private screening for us was joe there no no damn that movie was awful you're not trying to get in on that uh joe coy swag tour i would love to but i don't think he knows that i exist but you have homies that open for him oh yeah yeah I'm friends with like all of his openers, but uh, <laughs> they won't mention me to him. <laughs> well, also because they probably want his work. They want the paycheck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't. They want to split that up with me. They want to do the Batten Bang, uh, Penang, uh, Center. What in <laughs> <laughs> Miliung Island? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Mao Zedong comes into power in 1949. This all uh, is important. Uh, leading up to the this one child policy because uh, so what happens is uh, Mao's goals are to make China fully self-sufficient okay and he's Check. Uh, he also wants China to become as strong as uh, the Western powers like England the US whatever yeah so he also uh, so to do this he wants to like bring in factories and all this stuff and he makes all of the farms in china communal so uh you can't raise your own vegetables you have to give all your vegetables to the government and then uh in return you get a stipend for food okay because mao wanted to get was trading factory stuff for grain so he's giving grain to russia in return to getting cars bumpers yeah bumpers uh uh, like belt loops yeah uh, those the shower caddy. Like clock parts. Yeah, clock parts. <laughs> no, let's keep going. Uh, uh, <laughs> door hooks. Uh-huh. <laughs> widgets. Yeah, widgets. Uh, Erasers. <laughs> probably, yeah. Pencils. Sure. Yeah. Well, that'd be a part of the, yeah. Wood, lead, that metal thing on the end, then erasers. You mean the thing that holds the eraser? Yeah. The bracket. Uh-huh. That's probably coming from Russia too. This is there's no way that this is that interesting. <laughs> so in the fifties, corduroy. <laughs> uh, uh, so he makes it it all communal, um, and people are starving. Population's growing. People are starving. Uh, there's actually this uh, moment uh, this year where there's a famine, mm-hmm. and it's mostly because Mao is like completely. Uh, like disorganized the entire yeah. system, and he's like it's completely uneven in terms of like distribution of food because all the cities and like hierarchy are getting the food or like yeah, yeah. basically. Okay. Um, and then uh, and so for this one year, he blames it on the sparrows. Really, he says the sparrows are are ruining our crops. Did they call it the year of the sparrows? I have no idea what they did, but they oh well, I I know what they did, which was uh. Every 
Chinaman. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> every person in China was uh, w- went out to like hunt sparrows. Really? Like uh, they would they would like throw rocks at them. They would shake trees to keep them up, and then like get them tired. This is like the cultural uh, equivalent of the Tulsa massacre, where What's it's that? like. Like somebody did something fucked up and then they were like, it was that black guy. But Mao was saying it about sparrows. (laughs) All those poor sparrows, they probably weren't even fucking with grain. They weren't. No. And actually what ended up happening was so, uh, so everyone, they would like, people would like walk around with like sparrows on a spear, like to like, (laughs) to like brag about how many sparrows they killed. To to scare the sparrows. (laughs) Just waving around. Um, And then the next year, the famine gets worse because of sparrows. All the the bugs that the sparrows <laughs> ate are like eating their crops. <laughs> this is like one of my favorite things about communist states. Like I really do love this, even though it's horrible. Yeah. Is like Stalin would do this too, where he would just be like, "All right, uh, two million people need to move to this lake bed now." So everybody would just get moved, <laughs> and then like a year into it, they'd be like, uh, "We don't have like water," and he'd be like, "All right, well this." That was a mistake, but I got to kill all of you so that I can't show you that I made a mistake. Yeah. And then they just, and then everybody's like, all right, well, lesson learned. Yeah. Uh, though it was, so there was this uh, great famine that lasted a long time. And that, le- I mean, there's all this other stuff that I learned about Mao, which is, uh, which was fun, but it led to Deng Xiaoping, who's the next leader. Mm hmm. He comes in after Mao dies. By the way, Mao had like wild STDs. Really? Yeah. He was like, uh, that was one of his biggest vices was ladies. It's crazy to think having a hairline like that, you're fucking a lot, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just money. Can you bring up a picture of Mao, Autumn? Just because I want to see who this was. Yes. Um, He, yeah, he was like fucking left and right. And then girls would be like, I got herpes from Mao. As they a, brag as a way to yeah, brag. Look at that hairline, dude. My man, he looks cute in that that second picture, the one where he's waving. You think he looks cute? That's cute. I kind of like him. In he his... looks cute with that hat on. Yeah, I, I I mean I get it. I'm sure he also had like a lot of personality. Can you show us the Mao giant Mao Zedong statue? And can you see? Can you also see if there's a picture of his penis? Whoa, they oh look at they made they tore down old Mao Zedong. And they made <laughs> no <I'm> kidding. <laughs> uh, can you pull up young Mao Zedong? Was he hot? Yeah, look at him. Yeah, that's a good looking. My kid. man's hot. How did he? How did he? Is get that from... what I look like? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what you look like. Damn. All right, but I mean, he's also rich and in, the person in charge. So that's but probably how he, he got rich? laid. Yeah, he was like. Uh, cause he, the distribution of wealth was like, so they compl- weren't actually like as idealistic as they said. No, no. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, he was like betting his like fourth wife was like the number one actress. So it was kind of just the equivalent of, yeah. you know, he wasn't the nicest guy. Really? Yeah. He killed like millions of people. That was the cultural revolution. Like right? maybe 20 million people. So the cultural revolution in the sixties happened. Um, and that was cause, uh, I think his, his whatever his equivalent to Kamala Harris is, uh, <laughs> his VP yeah, was his Kamala Harris. Just uh, say that his Kamala Harris turned on him. 
Damn, and she's black girl magic on him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she, uh, and so he tur- he turns on Mao, uh-huh. and like all of the politicians are, uh, around Mao are like, this guy isn't that cool. And so Mao starts targeting campaigns at the youth. Oh. And the campaigns are like, you guys are the future. Like, you need to wash out the old uh, guard and everything. And so... Um, he turned the youth on his enemies. Yeah. He found his ops. Uh-huh. And, and w- he, he put shooters out. Yes. But he, uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a political uh, shots, not actual ones. And what, But the violence actually came from the youth. Uh, he was just trying to create, like... Uh, stir up violence and like fear yeah. in the country and to do that uh teenagers were attacking their teachers nice uh and beating the shit out of them killing them yes and then uh, i don't uh, i bet you that was like fuzzy after i that. bet you that kind of like um backfired a little bit because i bet you all these people like you know they had like a teacher they didn't really like and they were like this guy sucks and then they saw the ads the ads were like you got to kill these people yeah and then the next year there just wasn't teachers so they just had to go work in fields yeah you know yeah like, pretty Damn, much i wish i would have just done my there's my periodic tables <laughs> <laughs> there are stories of uh like in the philippines during the marcos regime where like they did the same thing where they they had like teenagers as soldiers and uh, the teenagers would take their teachers and like torture them and like rape them, and then they would uh, be like, uh, "We should probably learn some stuff, right? <laughs> like, can you teach me social studies again?" After, <laughs> yeah, wow, yeah. Um, I'm guessing discipline got a little weird after that. Yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure it's hard to keep them in line. Tardiness, <laughs> all that. <laughs> I would just lock. Who it. said that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's my it's my attacker. Never oh, mind. Yeah. <laughs> you are right. I am a dickwad. Yeah. <laughs> um now, so did that just extend out into like like it just became basically like mob rule and that's how the cultural revolution happened? I don't know much about the cultural revolution. Okay. Um uh because I wasn't really paying attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cuz I was trying to get to the one child stuff. Because I think the Re- Cultural Revolution was in 66. Mao dies in 76. So there's 10 important years that uh, don't exist. To but me. I, I think that that <laughs> is the important thing about this podcast that people need to know, which is that we don't know anything. The, the, the whole point of it <laughs> was that we know enough to sound like we know what we're talking about. Yeah. So this is um, like, look at how far we've made it into the podcast with me sounding smart. Yeah. And what are we? How how many minutes in are we? Yeah, that's twenty one minutes really of impressive. bullshitting. Yeah, imagine and, that at a party. Yeah, you'd be the you'd be dripping in it. I'd be standing on a uh, I'd be standing behind a podium, <laughs> <laughs> wearing a Mao costume. It was sixty six <laughs> to seventy six. Um, Socio political movement of people's pro- launched by messaging. I think to his death. Oh, that's where the little red book came from, where he had. Uh, denunciation rallies against revisionists uh they grabbed power from the local governments and ccp branches and then they had revolutionary committees you know what's interesting about this is so um i think that what a lot of people don't realize about like 
uh, revolutionary societies, which is like all Cuba, Nicaragua, the Soviet Union, lots of these African countries, is that they all base this stuff off of Marxist uh, theory. And the whole idea with Marxist theory is that you revolt against these power struggles, but then there's consistently revolutions. And oh, really? The, because inevitably, Marx and Engels, I think, believed that you you know power corrupts, and you're going to see these people constantly. Oh, I didn't trying think, to see. And my understanding of it was that Marx didn't look that far ahead. I mean, I think there was later theorists that kind of uh, extrapolated from where he was at. Yeah. Sorry, I had plantain chip. That's okay, but he, uh, but so that so there's supposed to be a constant upheaval and perhaps violence. Well, I think ideally, in like an ideal society, they wouldn't have to be violent and you know, yeah, brutal. But because inevitably that they, that always happens, there'd be more and more revolutions, and so they'd kind of turn over. But but China's really the only success story in mm, socialism. Sure. Well, um, the details that I've got make it sound not so chill. All right. Well, let's get into it. So, so 1979, we in, were instilling the one-child policy under um, Deng Xiaoping. I am pretty proud of myself for learning how to pronounce these things. Me too. Yeah. Um, and so a part of it was the, the fear of like going back into that starvation of, and famine mm-hmm. because the population in 1979 was touching a billion also, oh, this is an important detail. It was touching a billion in 79? Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. I don't think we think about um, people banging it out like that over there. I think Mao had like a thing where it's like uh, he had a thing about the family and then- Like th- make babies. Yeah. Right? And I think the average family size was six people uh, at the time or six children maybe. Um, but there's another thing. Like Mao was like very ambivalent about- giving a shit about population okay so they well just, obviously there was a famine he didn't yeah. really think out a lot of these number dudes but so he just stopped any population studies in the 1950s uh and then when he died they started up again uh, <laughs> so in the 1950s he was just like ah, i don't worry about i don't it. think we need to count much yeah. more <laughs> little um, did he know and then so uh population was at, at about a, a billion Mm-hmm. And so they they put in the one child policy, um, and uh, actually like quality of life raise for women mm-hmm. and for uh, well to an extent there's an asterisk on that for women and children. Okay, um, raise for women because women like didn't have to just stay home and raise kids. Yeah. They were, they, they could were, go like, out and party. They partied. They, yeah. they took shots. <laughs> they, <laughs> they went to karaoke. Uh huh. Yeah. They, went they had shopping. brunch with their girls. They had brunch with, yeah. Yeah. They, um, um, they all got in like tights and white sweaters with like a vest and a cowgirl hat. And uh-huh. they took pictures of, outside of a barn <laughs> in the fall. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah. Holding a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. They had a lot of like fall themed cocktail parties. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is all making sense. <laughs> so that is a better quality of life. That is a pretty good yeah. quality of life. Yeah, women were doing women shit. <laughs> <laughs> and ki- and uh children were Autumn just deleted this whole episode. <laughs> she was like, sorry, assholes. Okay. Chil- children were getting a better education. Okay. And like like a little bit more focus from family. Like I think this is where like the idea of a tiger mom comes. Yeah. Cause uh you only have one kid, so you're gonna put everything in it. 
to for it to be good. Unless it's a girl. Well, are you going to get to that? We'll get to girls. Okay. Yeah. Because um, I I actually know something about the current Chinese state that's oh. funny about this. But let's we'll get there. Yeah. Here we go. People started preferring boys over girls. Okay. Um. So in some cases, families actually in some cases families were allowed to have a second. So if you gave birth to twins, that's fine. Okay. One child actually they didn't make you pick. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they uh they made them fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had a baby fight. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> two infants fighting yeah. it out. Cool. And a bunch of Asians and I've uh, seen actually paintings that look like two infants fighting. Really? So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Fat, fat babies. Is it they would have the fat babies <laughs> in like a, a pit? Mini, mini sumo yeah. circle. And then uh, there's like, you know, chicken wire <laughs> and a bunch of older Asian men betting on that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. I like this. So um, when did they start? So you were going to say they, they're allowed to have ch- twins and then what else? So they can have uh, one. It's one child means one birth, really. Okay. Um, but in some cases, uh, if you gave uh, and also, this was not like evenly. There's no justice to how this was distributed. But uh, in some cases, if you had a daughter, they go, eh, "Go ahead and try it again. Go for a boy." Yeah. And then usually in like the uh, we're talking about like the like the Uyghurs, the other uh, yeah. like uh, minorities in China. They mm-hmm. those are the ones that were like they're like, "Come on, you guys got to stop." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you guys look weird and talk different. Yeah. What are you not, What are you doing over yeah. there? <laughs> don't Don't be doing that. Yeah, nice try doing. What so wait, we do. how are they enforcing? Are they forcing abortions? Are forcing they forcing abortions? A lot of times they're killing babies after birth. Oh um, wow! Okay. Um, and Very late. Yeah, a little bit late on the abortion. Yeah, thing. fourth um, trimester. Yeah, that's the only time where I mean, if you consider that an abortion, Christians are right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a life. Yeah, that's. <laughs> That's a cold one. Um, and then there's sterilizing women, too. Yeah, I heard that. Which I, d- I have no idea how I didn't re- like look up what that was like, what that procedure was. But so in my head, I was like imagining a guy with like a welding mask on. <laughs> <Jesus Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> Just a- <laughs> soldering it shut. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I... Uh- I don't. I'm not going to send my child to your <laughs> high school. To my uh, to Doctor Wilfred. <laughs> Doctor Wilfred, uh, I am having a girl. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow, that was a, that's quick. Yeah. How fast is it? It's in the DNA. I don't know. Rosebud took a DNA test, and what they can tell from the DNA. What do you, what DNA? I guess when you're pregnant, the baby's DNA is in your blood. I don't know. Oh, weird. Yeah, they can tell all sorts of stuff. Oh, but we. Because you have to take it, it's like right before, right around 12 weeks, you take this thing called a NIPTI test. Okay, what's that? It basically tells you if you're going to have a mongoloid. Okay. You know, like any so, kind of those syndromes. Yeah, because they're like, you guys are probably cousins. We got to take this test. Well, also, we're both in our, like I'm 40 and she's in her late 30s. So, you know, it's like the yeah. the eggs are not uh, fresh, uh-huh. so to speak. We're we're operating with like Seven Eleven eggs. Sure, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. This this is not farmers market. Uh-huh. Yeah, and a um, couple of them are cracked. <laughs> yeah, the, the expiration's been actually like marked, like scratched out. Yeah, you're like, well, I don't think they write the expiration date in yeah, pen. Like, Did raiders come through here? <laughs> 
Were people trying to steal eggs? Yeah, like, who sells five eggs? Yeah. yeah, we're having a girl, so I don't want you to... Please don't be her healthcare provider. I'm not I'm not going to. Thanks. I'll be her podcast dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, after fall, you know, presuming everything goes well, we will have to have a little baby thrown in here. Oh, yeah. We'll bring the baby in, and we'll try to teach her questions uh-huh. directly to her face. Give her tiny headphones. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be like, these are the facts. Yeah. Don't you like that idea, actually? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay, cool. We're like, little baby, this is what Hitler was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is how, this is what the, the Stalin did when he killed the Ukrainians. Um. Okay, so the girls... Are not ideal because they yes. don't carry the name. <clears throat> yeah, you wanted to you wanted to keep your family going, and also I think which like come on, there's everyone's last name is like Lee and Ching. And like, <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like Chin, Hong, yeah. Wang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know any other ones. Peng Dang. <laughs> you said it, Betty. Uh-huh. Uh, um, we so- gotta have we gotta have a real Chinese person in here at some yeah. point. Um, Just to tell us all the secrets. But so if you had a second birth, though, mm-hmm. usually your family was shamed unless you were like uh, um, like, like a rich person. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a state state party kind yeah. of official. Yeah. So but you were shamed by like probably in the community at the least. Did, so but like if you got pregnant, did people did they have any stories about people like they would like send the first kid off somewhere? Oh, yeah. I mean, there, uh, there's a lot of like, that's why like Chinese adoption was like such a big thing. Oh, okay. Most of them were women, were girls. Um, I actually met a girl at a show that was one of these babies. Um, really? Yeah, she's a throwaway. <laughs> did you say that to her? I did. Uh, I said it on stage, and the whole audience was like. What? <laughs> what was this on the tour with Rufat? No, this was at New York Comedy. Club. Oh, that's so funny. You said you were a throwaway. Yeah. Oh, you um, were a throwaway. <laughs> but she laughed. Okay, good. Yeah, she even followed me on Instagram. Shoutouts to whoever you were. That's um, great. Oh, and and the fine. So uh, if you had multiple births, uh, like uh, the fine would be a million dollars. Like in their currency, like a a million the American dollars, yeah, for having a second baby, for having like more, yeah, multiple births. Uh, I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense, like long term, if you consider like a lifetime of state, yeah, state covered shit. How much it would cost, yeah, yeah, and then you know sterilization, throwing they they just slap IUDs on ladies, um, all the time in probably. I think it's just a patch. You know what? So this is the thing that I was going to get to was the way this backfired is that all yeah. these people wanted a son. Yeah. Everybody wanted a son. It was in the culture that that's what you wanted. And so everybody tried to have sons. They literally murdered baby girls and for for decades, for uh-huh. like two or three decades. And now in China, like right now, the the generation that's all of like 30 yeah, there's literally they're like our our age, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, like thirty to forty years old. They there's literally like one girl for every eight guys. Yeah, and it's, so uh, there's thirty million less w- women than men. There's thirty million more men than women. Yeah, yeah, and so they're like they're trying to like import other Asian countries' women 
and oh really yeah like because they don't want it to like be completely different they don't want to like mix the culture too much because they still have this belief that like han culture is you know like the main that's like what they're trying to do with ethnic cleansing in the west is like because the uyghurs are like they look different they're like more they're like from the steppe yeah so they have like more like they're hot yeah yeah they're hot like fucking people eurasian i think yeah. is what it's called and well, then they, they look mixed yeah and they also have they're muslim so that's another yeah. big no no and they speak a turkic language they don't speak a asian oh language. really yeah they speak like a something similar to like it's probably actually closer to like azeri than it is to Chinese. so are they uh like they're a part of china because china doesn't want to let go of the land uh have they tried to go indie I think they probably tried to go India a long time ago, and uh-huh. China's not really like, as you could see with like the Tibetans, they're not really like into indies. They don't yeah. like they like pop music. Yeah, you gotta you gotta stick to the label. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> you gotta play Taylor Swift, uh, Carlos Santana. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's how that's how much current music I know. Taylor Swift, Dua Lipa, Ed uh, Sheeran. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyways, so. There's also another problem. So there's all these guys and they're all horny. Yep. And they're trying to get girls out. Yep. I can know. get that. I understand that. But a lot of them are having sex with each other. The fellas. The fellas. And so they're banging each other? Yeah, the and the the government does not like that. So is China like prison? <laughs> I think a little bit. I mean, I just think that you it's real hard to find a single lady. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of sex tourism that that occurs. Um a lot of sex trafficking that is occurring mm-hmm. uh bringing in foreigners to to bang um there's also this thing called birth tourism that's this way right yeah that goes well it's it's been it's anywhere outside of china so people yeah. are leaving to go have birth but the, they're birth they, are they yeah. going to have is is the one child effect uh policy still in effect uh it was until last year really yeah so in they're trying to grow some girls 2015 they're like you know what how about two kids really and then in 2021 they're like eh, let's do three yeah that was after <laughs> then, covid uh yeah it was <laughs> so it was may 2021 i think they said three june 2021 they're like eh, just go for it oh so it's open open season yeah it's open season well because they have a pretty strong middle and upper class now right well so uh yeah they're very wealthy um oh that was a whole other thing i I watched this documentary about how like the rise of china Mm -hmm. they made all these like um these zones that were for they made like it was dozens of zones which were like little cities yeah that were um zoned out for western companies to come in oh and and do kind of like tax-free yeah like uh we call them they have them in mexico where it's a uh, American companies are allowed to open up warehouses. Yes. Yeah. Like ten miles into Mexico, and they're called maquiladores. Yeah. And it's just like so. It's basically Mexican wages for American companies, and there's like mm-hmm. tax incentives on both ways. But I mean, obviously, China is the number one manufacturing country in the world. Yeah. They're making almost everything, which yeah. is crazy because they used to have to get zippers corduroy uh-huh. uh <laughs> bracelet lockets yeah all from russia pcr buttons uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> door handles uh juice lids do you want me to keep going 
So uh, <laughs> this also, uh, I mean, the main thing, because uh, who really cares about women, mm-hmm. you know? So the main issue is that it's created like a an imbalance in generations. Yeah. So uh, like now there's every, like everyone our age is is one child. Yeah. They don't have any siblings. So they have nine grandparents though. They they have four grandparents. Okay. Um, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and so I like uh, you and I would have to take care of our our two parents and our four grandparents. And then probably some of their siblings. And probably yeah. Some so there's people. like one one working person taking care of all these elderly people. Yeah. You know what's also weird about that is that what what I was thinking about with like the rise of China is that like whenever you see Chinese exchange students over here, mm-hmm. they're always like driving like a white BMW wearing like fear of God clothing and Yeezys. Yeah, they're like, just like soccer players. How good is the economy over there that they can just come over here and stunt on us like that? Well, I think there's, I mean, there's billions of people. Yeah, and uh, so, and obviously that's like a, like they're the upper class. Yes. Those are the rich kids So I think there's like 1.4 billion Chinese people, which is crazy. How did you make that many people and 35 years you didn't let anyone bang? I know. I don't get how, that's how good the Chinese seed is. Damn. Is it, it uh, surpasses government restrictions. Yeah, it's like in the water. Dudes are jerking off into rivers. And then and then it's uh, feeding the crops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then ladies are eating the crops and getting pregnant. This is a smart podcast. This is a podcast for smart people. Yeah. Um, we should do, like, uh, I think one thing that we could do for Patreon episodes is we could do, like, the current events stuff. We could just break oh, down, yeah. like, the week in news. I would like, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know if we want to date this, but our man D... Trump just turned himself in yeah, today. He's, he's downtown. He's downtown. He's on the Lower East Side. You know what? We should go right after this and just go check out the protests. Uh, yeah, I actually I am heading in that direction. It'd be fun to see if there's some Looney Tunes out on the streets with signs and shit. Apparently, you had to like line up very early. Oh, that's how many people are down there? Yeah, there's hello like reporters and everything. Oh, I I just want to see the the melee out on the streets, you know, the kooks. Oh yeah, and I think people there's like protesters on both I mean, obviously on both sides. Like what's cool the name? people. Eric Adams was like, "Please don't throw rocks at our stuff." Which <laughs> <laughs> we got to go to work still. <laughs> Let's talk about What did a you learn about? I I learned like the historical kind of creation of the Chinese state. Which the, I talked about earlier, you know, pre-cultural revolution. The Chinese Republic of the something, People's Republic of China. Yeah, the, the like the formation of like from kind of feudal society to colonial society to kind of like a warring kind of competing different sides, which there was multiple. There was like 20 different kind of crews fighting for control of China at one point. Yeah. And um, then it really broke down to the nationalists, which were kind of the modern Western-backed uh, Chiang Kai-shek, and then the Maoists, which were the communists. Yeah. And I don't think they actually called themselves the Maoists at that point, but they were like, all his supporters were based in the like poor farmers, laborers, yeah. some idealistic students. But you know, like people in the big cities were like, I don't want to, I don't want to like farm and just like read three books and all wear 
one uniform. I don't think they knew about that. But then the 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 nationalists got beat. They got their asses handed to them. And so they fled to Taiwan. And there was actually population. This, we're of talking about like the 40s? Yeah. Yeah. And there was a population of people that lived on Taiwan, like already, like a indigenous group. And they, the nationalists just killed them, just massacred them. Oh, wow. So that they could have more. They they literally. There's no good people in They this world, drove huh? on trains with Gatling guns and just mowed people down from the train. Whoa. Yeah. It was, it was gnarly, gnarly, gnarly. By the way, did you know that China's working on a railroad system that goes from, I think, Beijing to London. I know that they want to make the so there's the Orient Express. Yeah. Which was not that, an express. If you are talking express, I mean lots it was of stops. It was weeks. <laughs> it was weeks on that thing. But I guess that's an express for that era of travel. Um but I know that they went Wait, what was the Orient Express? It went from Moscow or Vienna to Beijing or Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, like a, they liked each other a lot. And then also, still do actually. You oddly have the country of Mongolia in there, which was, I I don't I think it was part of the USSR, hmm? Mongolia, which is like north of Manchuria, which is northern China. I know and nothing about. They're the... also like a indigenous kind of steppe people, really yeah. good with horses. Oh, they were and hawks. Oh yeah, they can fly or they can ride a horse with a hawk on their arm, and then they can if they. Had two hawks on their arms. They can, they could fly. The, they whole, could take, <laughs> the horse would take off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how a lot of them got around pre-Orient Express. <laughs> that is it's like two hawks on your arm, and, and yeah. the hawks are doing this, and, yeah, and you're, you're doing, doing this. that too. And the horse is uh-huh. doing it with this. <laughs> yeah, actually, the horse is just flicking its tail. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's how horses fly. Um, we should do a train episode. What's that? Like an episode on trains. <laughs> All right. You thought that was like a specific style of episode no, just, where we just do like a car, each car represents yeah, a topic. Yeah, some, I, th- <laughs> I thought there was something. And then and then you said train. it's actually just about trains. And it. I don't know, your autism is really showing right now. Yeah, I know. But uh, I have a, there's a lot that I, that's actually one of the things I care about in current public policy. Is trains? Yeah, because like everywhere else in the world, not really anywhere in the Western Hemisphere, but most places in the world, they rely on trains yeah. and they're great. You know, like you can get anywhere in Europe in like six hours mm-hmm. on a train, uh, maybe 12 if you have to go like across the continent. And in China, you can go from like Beijing to Shanghai in like three hours and you're going like 250 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. And the bullet? Yeah, the bullet train. Are they the ones with the bullet or is that J- Japan? Japan was the first, but the Chinese have really stepped it up. Yeah. Um, and you can go like way farther. They've like kind of extended it throughout the country. But like we should be able to go to Chicago in six hours, you know? Yeah. Like we should have trains that do that. It would make all of this like. Yeah, why don't we have a better train system? Because we're such a car dominated country. Oh, yeah. You know, we want. We want every it's an individualist society and we don't think about like in New York, we have to because there's too many people to be like everything's I mean, people still do only think about themselves. But yeah, um, but I think it's also just the it's more of the economy than anything else. I was talking to a friend. Kibby lived uh-huh. in China for a year. He taught English and um, he told me 
A, that the food is nothing like the food we eat. Their What's food it like? is it's really gross. He said that they value texture over flavor. Oh, so yeah. So you'll like you'll eat like a bowl of like it'll just basically be like a kind of bland broth full of like tripe. Yeah, I hate tripe so much. And people are just like, yeah, this is great. And he's like, this is the grossest thing. It's like basically like yeah. egg drop soup, but like no MSG, no egg, yeah. no corn, just tripe. And Did tendon. I tell you that I think I got MSG like sick last week? Like the time that we did in, in uh, with Rosebud in, in LA? Were you on that trip? No, what was that? We got sick uh from msg we got like msg poisoning at like that taiwanese restaurant with the kanji oh no that was you guys were there before i got there oh okay so that was like the week before i showed yeah, up yeah yeah that I was in san francisco that so week. you got it this week yeah because i uh i ordered uh you know the you know those uh seafood boils yeah like at a restaurant they just throw it on the table and then you, you put on a bib and i ordered one of those to my house and it was really uh did you have a date no you just ate a you ate a seafood boil by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> this is how much was it? Uh, it was like sixty bucks for. <laughs> <laughs> no occasion. No. Were well, you sad? I was, I was tired from work. Were you sad? No. You just were like, I'm, I'm on antidepressants. I'm, I'm going like to treat myself as happy as I could be. <laughs> okay, great, great, great. Um, and it been good work day. Yeah, so it was. Uh, I mean, the rush was this week. Oh, okay. Uh, so you, so had, you had your bag. Yeah, and uh, and I I ate it, and I just could not. The next day, uh, I think there's so much MSG in it that I could not get hydrated again. Oh, you were just like everything was just yeah. going back into the... lips were chapped, mouth was dry. Come just dust yeah when you orgasmed <laughs> yeah it, when you when you orgasmed it looked like you were breathing in a cold room yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i've been there buddy it was like a it's it's like the last breath of a of an old man <laughs> in oddly enough in china um so now i think really quickly uh, we'll probably talk about this more as time goes on but they're talking about um so China now is they, they've it's the same party has stayed in yeah. power since Mao. Basically, there's been kind of well iterations so of it. The this uh, Deng. Deng Deng Xiaoping and the person like uh, whoever was Mao's uh, VP, yeah, his Kamala, they were the ones that took over right after. Yeah, but it's still communism, and it still looks very similar. And I think in eighty one. Or was I think eighty one or eighty three was Tiananmen, and I think Tiananmen was actually almost a reckoning. Like they almost kind of yeah, they almost fell apart based on that's when the, like the lady was standing in front of the tanks. It was a guy. He just you know he was like very slight. Oh yeah, thin. We kind all of have long our, hair. Our hips are. She makes the best lady voice. We do now. I think there's been, you know, multiple kind of iterations and the, the, there was definitely the opening of the economy was a big deal, you know. Yeah, that was uh, in the 80s. And then their economy's been so prosperous. What the hell is that? Just like throw up a little? <laughs> I just, it was like a deep burp, but I, uh, there's, you know, it was just like a bubbly burp. Oh. Um, you know, a bubbly burp. Yeah. I don't know how to, like, I can't belch. Yeah, you'll barf, right? So, yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen you try this yeah. before. I just throw up on like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
so anyways, Chinese government has been getting stronger and stronger. During Trump's era, there was kind of a standoff with Obama somewhat as well. But with Trump, it really came to head where there was a embargo and there was um, tariffs put on steel and things like that. Kind of a Cold War um, trade war, I guess is what you would call it. Mm -hmm. And that has not gotten better with Biden. Um, there's been some communication. But uh, as a result of this, China has always kind of been... Um, basically against us and they always have kind of sided with the people that we kind of alienate in the world so yeah. iran russia. russia uh obviously north korea and then um i think to some extent the indonesians and then um china is the biggest developer in africa they have like basically like are they big cobalt fans oh yeah i mean all the cars and are processors. all those batteries being made in china no, a lot of them. I mean, a lot of them are made in America. Really? Yeah, the Tesla Tesla has like a city in Texas that they make oh batteries in. That's nice. But I think it's kind of I think it's kind of all over. But um, recently, China's been doing more kind of like Big Papa style diplomacy, mm -hmm. where they're going in and they're making people get along. Like they went in and they made Iran and Saudi Arabia renew mm -hmm. their kind of you know like being like an arbiter like the u.s is oh really yeah and then they also but that's just for probably for their like benefit i think it probably helps them with oil sure um, yeah. and it also helps them with just probably the it's a lot of its optics did you know that uh most of the solar panels in the world are created in china mm -hmm. and to create solar panels the way the Chinese people, the uh, because they have no regulations on like their, it's super polluted. It's super polluted. Like it's, uh, it's worse for the environment to have solar panels from China than to uh, to use gas. Yeah, to, to burn coal. Yeah. Damn. Well, I'll talk to my buddy Jake about that because he's like uh, knows everything about how we're gonna save the planet. Oh really? Um. Yeah, he works for Tesla in the home battery department. It just feels pretty hopeless. Yeah, we're gonna die. I mean, I'm bringing a I'm bringing a good girl into this world that is should, like oh, my yeah. dying breath is gonna be like go to the cabin, you know, find water, <laughs> take your mother to where I told you that the supplies were held. I don't know why my voice is like that in 15 years, um, but uh, recently China's really been kind of buddying up with Russia, and obviously. Uh, we don't get along super well with Russia. So it's looking like there's going to be some kind of... Oh, and also one of the biggest things is that China is trying to take over all of the South China Sea. Um, yes. They took back Hong Kong, obviously. They got it back in 1999. I know quite a bit about... I watched a couple of YouTube videos about the South China Sea. Yeah, they're like building islands. Even just contro the Even the, wor the name South China Sea is controversial because uh it's like, got another name right it's got e each country that surrounds the south china sea has their own name f on it okay um like you know it's like the north filipino sea or whatever so uh, how do the philippines feel right now about this is there a chance that they're going to be chinese again pretty soon yeah <laughs> <laughs> um well so everyone uh all the other countries are kind of like teaming up together and being like hey we got to like figure out how to get this shit back because China, the rules are you can uh, you own up to two miles off of the shore of your country. Yeah. Um, and so, then who owns the rest? 
Um, I think it's open. International? Yeah, it's open waters. But China has been building islands and naval bases on coral reefs, which is a whole other ecological issue. But, um, and therefore- Training dolphins too. Yeah, training evil. They really are. They have, they have like trained dolphins with like, like cameras and shit on them. Oh, really? That's a real thing. The Chinese are training dolphins for war. To do what? Spy. I don't know fucking drop bombs off i'm not really sure (laughs) but they definitely have like hey will you uh this will be our last thing because we got to go but uh will you please look up uh uh, chinese uh chinese dolphin dolphin training army chinese dolphin (laughs) (laughs) yeah look at that military marine mammal yes dude soviet union does it too see this is why uh like our armies are better iran wait we have this too yeah this is so cool they train sea lions they got sea lions i'm going to sandia next week i'm gonna i'm gonna salute i'm gonna give it up for these troops what is this i'm sorry um some of them escaped during the hurricane katrina flooding (laughs) (laughs) this is the best jason Bourne movie ever why isn't this a movie this is this should be a movie Oh, this is so cool. We have uh like military trained dolphins. Like why did we make more Jurassic Parks when we we could have made one of these? Oh man, this is who, the fucking belugas are out there. So what do they do? They I don't I don't know. The dolphins and sea lions are trained by five teams in Navy Marines on team specialized swimmer detection. Okay. Three teams in mine. Okay, so they're mainly for mine mines, I think. Oh, like oh, okay. Will you go back one page? I could have swear that's so funny the idea of like a a dolphin in uh like wait can you dress like Rambo North Korea one jumping out of a helicopter (laughs) (laughs) this is so cool I love it that there's troops dolphin troops (laughs) North Korea resemble those used to house there are dolphins dolphins that have done more for America than the people that showed up at January (laughs) six I don't. Trump was on like some kind of fun shit where he'd be like, "We're gonna go to like Space Force," you know? Yeah, yeah. He should have really been touting the uh, the trained dolphins. Man, we got to do a North Korea episode. Yeah, because that's a fun one. They actually have like a really fun story. Because you know was- what's interesting about North Korea uh, that I the one thing that I know that's interesting is that uh, for the most part, it's actually run by a woman. Really? Yeah, Kim Jong Un's sister is kind of like. Would you the- call her a girl boss? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Girl, Girl boss nation. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh you guys go were you gonna say something? That's okay. Okay. Uh <laughs> that's been this episode of the known zone. We you know everything about China now. You don't need to learn anything else. Please like, subscribe, leave a review. By the way, we're pro China. Just in case yeah. this gets this back whole, to them. This whole thing has been a salute to yeah. the, the party in this. You state. guys rock. You guys are so cool. <laughs> And we love uh, your weird cars that you're going to send over here. We love your all your stuff. I'm I'm actually this I is all being racers. recorded on a Huawei. I love computer. Uh, Beanie Babies. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love uh, knockoff Karopi things. Oh yeah, they also uh, I, I they are eighty five percent of counterfeits are made in China. Hell yeah, and they're like all the way up to like counterfeit. Uh, medicines and everything yeah yeah i've heard about medicines where they got fentanyl in like regular over-the-counter pills because they were just like doing too much mixing oh really yeah they were just like they're they're making like tylenol and fentanyl in the same plant um 
please uh if you are watching now, go to the screen and you will see the email where you can email us questions, observations, you can leave voice notes. We will have a Google Voice number ready pretty soon. Um, but for now, just uh, go to the email and Autumn is going to say the email out loud. The Known Zone Podcast at gmail.com. Ooh. Yeah, exciting. So please send in uh, all of your thoughts observations <laughs> thoughts. Uh, praise <laughs> thoughts uh and then uh have a great weekend i will be at the dc improv may 5th through 7th which is probably when this will be coming out and then i will be at the philadelphia punchline uh may 25th through 27th so come on down we're also going to be at oh, yeah. soul joel's april 20th yeah 420 bra hell yeah hell yeah dude i didn't even think about that yeah we're going to get fucking blazed, although I'm not. I'm going to just... I'm I gonna won't take, either. I'm going to put CBD lotion on my arms. It's Hitler's birthday. <laughs> I don't celebrate. We don't celebrate that. All right. No. Bye. Bye. Bye.